Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, July 30th, and this is for July 30th through August 5th. Today, the moon is in Capricorn, so we might find ourselves feeling responsible, hmm. ambitious, career-focused. The moon was in Sagittarius the past couple of days, and the Sag moon always encourages us to have fun and explore and be silly. And then the Capricorn moon comes along and says, hey, get out of the swimming pool, put down the pina colada, it's time to take life seriously again. That sounded personal. Right? No, that's what, well, I mean, I enjoyed a swimming pool yesterday, and there were some pina coladas involved, so that's why I made that particular reference. I know, but, it was personal. No, but we had a good time. It was just... Um, but now it's time to be it's, responsible. It's time to be responsible, but you don't have to. It's just that's what the Capricorn moon is saying. You know, mm. you can be irresponsible today as well. So whatever you're feeling out there, responsibility, irresponsibility, it's your choice. But this particular Capricorn moon is forming nice trines today with Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter. So you could potentially get a lot done today. Another aspect we're working with today is that Venus is forming a quincunx with Neptune. So Venus and Neptune are 150 degrees apart. So they're not quite in sync with one another today. Venus and Neptune are both interested in love and harmony, but when they're in this quirky position, they're not, you know, they're sort of, they're not necessarily at odds with one another, but they're just kind of out of sync. So it might be like Venus is asking Neptune, what do you want for dinner? And Neptune says, I don't know, what do you want for dinner? And then they just end up eating Pop-Tarts or something. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but with this aspect, there could be some uncomfortableness in relationships or around money, and we could feel just tired and confused. Um, that's another possibility, because Neptune kind of make us tired and, and feel fuzzy. And another thing that could come up, there could be potentially some sort of revelation or a secret that's revealed around relationships or money because Neptune has the power to obscure things and make things a bit confusing, but it also has the power to pull back the veil and show us something that, that maybe we weren't aware of before. And both Venus and Neptune are about expressing emotions, but we're also experiencing a Capricorn moon where emotions aren't as free-flowing. So emotionally, we could feel a bit out of sync today, but as far as accomplishing little tasks, little tasks goes, we're nicely set up for that. So this might be the type of day where it's best to tidy up around the house, run errands, that kind of a thing, and maybe save the heart-to-heart -heart conversation for Tuesday's full moon. Mm. And we will have a full moon. It will actually be a super full moon mm. this Tuesday in the sign of Aquarius. But first, Monday. Mm. Monday, July 31st, the moon will be in Capricorn for pretty much the entire day, and it will be forming a quincunx with Venus, so Venus will still be having a tough go of it on Monday. Venus is having a tough go of it today with the Neptune quincunx, and Venus in general is having a tougher go of it late, since it is, of course, retrograde. The moon will conjunct Pluto on Monday around 7.15 p.m. Pacific time, and that can bring a real heaviness to our moods. Can be There can be some power struggles. We might be having to deal with some pretty intense situations, possibly. On the easier-going side, the moon will sextile Neptune and trine Uranus, so that might help offset some of the serious tone that a Capricorn moon and Pluto can bring to the table. But Monday is just lunar aspects, so astrologically speaking, it's not a busy day, but we are revving up for a full moon, so you could be feeling that as well. You know, mm. on Monday our adrenaline could be up, 
our minds could be especially active, mm. all that fun stuff. And then we will have a full moon this Tuesday, August 1st, and it is a super full moon. So the moon will be closer to the Earth than it normally is, mm. and it will be in the sign of Aquarius. The full moon will be exact at 11.32 a.m. on Tuesday, and we actually have two full moons in August. Oh. So the full moon later in the month will be on August 30th. That will, of course, be a blue moon, mm. and it will be in the sign of Pisces. Okay. But uh, the first of these full moons will be happening on Tuesday. And there's a decent chance we might be feeling some of those full moon vibes already. So with an Aquarius full moon, we might be evaluating our social circle, mm. our friends, our teams. We might be looking to expand our circle of friends. Or because this is a full moon and full moons have a connection to releasing things, we might feel that we want to fine-tune our social network, maybe make it more intimate. But either way, we can expect there to be some themes around our communities, friendships, groups, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. With this Aquarius full moon, I'd say it's also going to encourage us to appreciate our uniqueness. Aquarius is nonconformist energy. It's not as interested in fitting in. It'll be inspiring us to be the most true version of ourselves. It might have us asking ourselves, what is something that you would do if you knew no one would judge you? Would you paint? Would you sing karaoke? Would you take yodeling lessons? I mean, there's nothing sadder <laughs> than a closeted yodeler. If you dream to yodel, Tuesday is the day to get out there and sign up for that yodeling class. You were given a gift. <laughs> so take advantage of that. But with this Aquarian energy, there's also the potential for sudden changes. Or maybe if you've been going back and forth on a situation in your mind and you've had trouble making a decision, this full moon could help you make that decision as you might be seeing things more clearly and from a detached perspective. So should we wait until after the moon is full to make that decision or the day of? How can we use the full moon to help us with decision making? Sure. I mean, the full moon, the energy will always going to it's going to be at its height. You know, at the time of the full moon, I usually wait to make decisions to, until after the full moon has happened. After. So for me, at least, my advice, and I don't know anything, of course, but I know <laughs> something about astrology. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the full moon's exact around 1130 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. So okay. energy's building, building, building up until that point. So if it were me, I'd probably wait until after 1130 a.m. Cool. Uh, that's just a guide, of course. Uh, you can do it any time. And, you know, again, with Aquarian energy always has this spontaneity to it anyway. It's like you're just going to do something. You're going to go out and do it anyway, especially with Aquarius. So it's kind of impulsive energy. But in general, yeah, I'd usually wait until after the full moon passes and the energy is kind of coming back down to earth. Okay. Kind of deal to make certain decisions. But, I mean, there's really going to be a lot of mental activity with this full moon. You know, an Aquarius moon normally can bring a lot of mental energy to the table you know just even when it's not a full moon just when the moon's in aquarius there can be a lot of mental energy and it's going to have an additional boost from the full moon of course and then with mercury in virgo that's an additional layer of mental energy so mm -hmm. when aquarius and virgo come together look out because that can be some real mad scientist mm -hmm. kind of energy real doc brown energy okay uh just i can't say energy enough <laughs> in regards to this full moon because there's gonna be a lot of it and it will be both of the enthusiastic variety but also of the critical variety 
around the time the full moon is exact, around 11.30 a.m. on Tuesday Pacific, Mars and Jupiter will be forming a lovely trine. So there will be a lot of enthusiasm and optimism. I mean, it could really be through the roof. Uh, about a week and a half ago, we were talking about the Mars-Saturn opposition and how Saturn would be stifling Mars and wouldn't allow it to move mm -hmm. as fast as it would like. Well, when Mars meets up with Jupiter, I mean, both planets are going to be egging each other on to see which one wants to go faster, who wants to be more daring. So Mars will be able to go as fast as it likes when it forms this trine with Jupiter. Now, that can be exciting, but, you know, also wear a seatbelt and still try to exercise some form of caution with your choices. Um, now, even with Aquarius, even though Aquarius is an air sign, there will be a tremendous amount of fire energy connected to this full moon as well. We're already in Leo season, which, of course, is a fire sign. Mm -hmm. And then the full moon will be exact at nine degrees. Now, uh, in degree theory of astrology, nine degrees is represented by the sign of Sagittarius, which is another fire sign. And then Mars and Jupiter will be at 13 degrees when they form their trine. 13 degrees is an Aries degree. And then the Mercury-Saturn opposition, that's happening at 5 degrees. 5 degrees is the Leo degree. So mm. a lot of fire, and that means there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of I'm going to fight to express myself type mm. of energy. This has the makings of a barn burner. So if by chance you are feeling a real surge of energy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you're right on track. And also, of course, try to focus it into something positive, something creative, and, and maybe something that can benefit other people as well as yourself. Because Aquarius, of course, has that connection to humanity. Mm -hmm. But to sum it up the best I can, the astrological term for this type of full moon we will be experiencing on Tuesday is boom shakalaka. Okay. Boom shakalaka. You heard it here first. So real quick, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more about Mercury opposing Saturn, which is exact on August 1st, uh, around the time of the full moon. I don't want that to get lost in the shuffle. Mercury is in Virgo. Saturn is in Pisces. And they're going to be in opposition for a while, actually, since Mercury is slowing down. Mm. Mercury, believe it or not, is already planning its retrograde phase, which doesn't begin until August 23rd. But Mercury will be entering its pre-shadow phase this Thursday, August 3rd, when it hits 8 degrees of Virgo. And they make note of that and call that the beginning of this pre-shadow phase. If this makes any sense, I'll try to explain it. But Mercury will be at 8 degrees Virgo that day. And the reason that's significant is because once Virgo starts its retrograde phase and backtracks, it will eventually get all the way back to 8 degrees of Virgo. So down the road, when Mercury retrograde ends and goes direct, it will once again be at 8 degrees of Virgo, which is the placement where it will be on August 3rd. That's why astrologers make note of that degree. Mm. But um, real quick, just about Mercury opposing Saturn, there could be some lessons that come up. Saturn likes to teach us lessons. There can also be, you know, you got to watch out and make sure you're not seeing the worst in things because Saturn can also be this influence that only looks at what can go wrong. It can be real downer kind of energy, just really critical because both Virgo and Saturn can be quite critical when they want to be. The planet Mercury can be critical. Um, Saturn, just in general, can make us feel a little sad at times. So watch out for that with your communications. And it might feel like it's sticking around for a while because it kind of is, because Mercury will be opposing Saturn for you know at least another week. It'll be pretty tight. So keep that in mind as well with your communications that uh, eventually those communications will lighten. But uh, in the meantime, as I mentioned at the top, 
Naomi is a Scorpio, and she's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Naomi a question to get her Scorpio take on life. So, Naomi, mm-hmm. thank you for, for joining us again today, and thank you for being a Scorpio. <laughs> and if it's okay with you, I would like to play a little trivia game with you. And the theme is going to be around Mercury and Virgo because Mercury is going to be in Virgo for so long. Uh, Mercury entered Virgo last Friday, July 28th, and it will remain in Virgo until October 4th. Mm, So I thought we should get, yeah, a little familiar with Mercury and Virgo and take a look at some celebrities who were born with Mercury in Virgo. Let's do it. Now, there have been many Batmen, but this is the only (laughs) Batman that I can think of who uttered the line, I'm Batman, or at least he did it first, maybe. Do you know who this actor is? It's going to be Michael Keaton or George Clooney or Val Kilmer. I can I have a little more? You got it on the first one. It's Michael Keaton. Oh, all right. Michael cool. Keaton is Batman. He also has Mercury in Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> now, this next lady is the president of the Screen Actors Guild. So there's a lot of talk about her right now, and she's mm-hmm. in the news. You can't avoid mm-hmm. her. She's everywhere. Mm-hmm. She also is a star of the hit TV show The Nanny. Mm-hmm. Can you name this actress slash SAG leader? Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher has Mercury in Virgo. Okay. Now, there's a very popular movie out there right now. I believe it's called Barbie. (laughs) And it was directed by someone who has Mercury in Virgo. Can you name this director? Greta Gerwig. Correct. Greta Gerwig directed Barbie and also has Mercury in Virgo. That's fun. This next person is a singer, and he's no longer living, but when he was around, he would sing about how, you know, they were the champions, and he would <laughs> sing about people biting the dust. And there was a song called Bohemian Rhapsody. Can you name this very, very famous influential singer? Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. had yeah, Mercury and Virgo speaking. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Speaking of singers, this lady also, well, okay, also no longer with us, sadly. But at the time, uh, when she was alive, she was one of the world's best-selling music artists. She sang songs like I Will Always Love You. She wanted to dance with someone. She sang the national anthem really nicely at the Super Bowl one year. Just an amazing singer. Uh, Can you name this lady? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston had Mercury and Virgo. And then the last one, real quick. I know you like watching shows like The Crown, and you're interested a bit in the royal family, mm-hmm. perhaps, if that's yes. not um, going out too far on a limb. That's accurate. So this next person is a prince, and he's not Prince Andrew. He's the other prince. Can you name him? Edward? Now maybe I'm screwing this up. No, the other one. Charles? Okay, yeah, I'm really mad. He's not a prince. Okay, I don't really know how the royal family works. This Are you guy... talking about William or Harry? Yeah. Okay. Yes, they're all princes. But when you said Prince Andrew, so it's Charles, Andrew, and Edward, and then Charles's heirs are William and Harry. Oh, okay. I'm already lost, but but that's great um, for people who understand. Well, Charles is now a king, but yes, sorry. Yeah. So this, I think you said his name in there, but he's married to Meghan Markle. Okay, so that would be Prince Harry. Correct. Prince Harry has Mercury in Virgo. He also is a Virgo. Oh, okay. Okay. Freddie Mercury was actually a Virgo, too. Oh, yes. Well, what a fun group. Yeah, right. So that's going to conclude the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Almy, thank you as always for playing along. Oh, it's so fun. I just love celebrities. Same. (laughs) 
All right, so quick wrap-up of the rest of the week. And, yes. And really, you know, we're ramping up to this full moon on Tuesday, and that's really going to be the major focus of the activity this week. So Tuesday's that day where it's just boom shakalaka. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, August 2nd, the moon will continue to be in Aquarius, and we'll still be feeling the full moon uh, at least until 2.15 p.m. Pacific time. That's when the moon leaves Aquarius. And then there's going to be kind of a long void period between 2.15 and 8.05 p.m. where the moon will uh, have left Aquarius but not quite be in Pisces yet. So you might be able to use that time to rest if by chance it was a very busy, hectic sort of start to the week. Wednesday after 2.15 p.m. Pacific time, that might be uh, your time to uh, call in sick or or, or leave the office early if need be. But... um, Wednesday night around 8.05 p.m., the moon will enter Pisces. And then Thursday, the Pisces moon is going to oppose Mercury and Virgo. It's going to oppose Mars and Virgo. There's going to be a bit of a uh, Pisces-Virgo battle, if you will, sort of a battle between, you know, what do we feel versus what can we prove? You know, Mm. Pisces is very much about intuition, you know, feelings, feeling its way through life. Virgo wants facts. Virgo wants to know definitively this works or this is a tried and true method. So there's going to be some push and pull on Thursday between those things. Then also the moon, which will be in Pisces, is going to form a quincunx with the sun, which is in Leo. So the moon and, and the sun would be a little bit at odds. We could be feeling quite sensitive on Thursday, maybe even a little bit secure during this Pisces moon. So anytime there's a Pisces moon, it's always a good time to remember to be nice to yourself (laughs) and do the self-care thing and not get too hung up on getting answers while the moon's in Pisces because they they might not be forthcoming, especially not the way Virgo would prefer it. Good advice. Yeah. So that's Thursday. Uh, Looking ahead to Friday, August 4th. Friday, August 4th looks pretty good again it's just kind of calm again in the skies it's it's the moon is doing stuff but uh, there aren't any planets doing anything noteworthy so the moon will continue to be in pisces for most of the day on friday and again kind of dreamy sensitive energy out there the moon will form a conjunction with neptune around 4 p.m on mm. friday and again that can be you know dreamy it can be relaxing it can be nice but at the same time kind of difficult for communications difficult for really knowing how we feel but the moon will enter aries around 8:20 p.m. on friday august 4th and then saturday august 5th the moon will continue to be in aries all day and not much going on it really isn't much but one thing that is happening is that the moon in aries will form a nice trine with the sun in leo mm. so if by chance you were feeling a little down in the dumps thursday and friday when the moon was in pisces and didn't quite have that boost of self-confidence that you normally have you might find that you get that back uh, in spades if that's still a term you get that back in spades on saturday august 5th because both Aries and Leo energy are very empowering and both, you know, want to give us the, that confidence. So we could be feeling very fired up by Saturday and other people around us might be feeling fired up as well, which can be nice, but also can be a bit annoying too, I guess. But um, but anyway, Friday, August 5th, uh, just a real nice fire energy out there, active Saturday, energy. Saturday, August 5th. Thank you, Emily. It's Saturday, August 5th. No worries. And uh, that's kind of how the week's going to end. So it'll be pretty wacky with this Aquarius full moon. I'm not really sure how it's going to play out, but mm. it should be memorable. And uh, we'll just take it from there, I guess. So <laughs> thank you as always for listening. We appreciate it. We love you. And I believe Almy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. 
Let's do our mini meditation of taking three deep breaths in and out. So get in a comfortable position. I'll give you a moment to sit down or lie down. Just settle in. And first, release the tension that you are holding onto in your face. Unclench your jaw. Release the tension in your forehead. Travel down to your shoulders and let those drop. And if you would like to close your eyes, you can do so now. And let's take that first slow deep breath in and out. In. Last deep breath in, out. Thank you, as always, for listening, and thank you for your support. You can follow us on Instagram at Something About Astrology. We hope you have a wonderful weekend and a great week ahead, and we will talk to you again soon.